Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Today's guest is one of my favorite people I've had the opportunity to meet while doing this show and being in this community. His story is such an inspiration, not only for the younger generation of Lexington, but for anyone who has lost everything and has built themselves back up better and stronger. The passion he has for his organization, Operation Making a Change, is evident in everything that he does. And if you are ready for a story, he's got one for you. Here is Gerald Geo Gibson. Good afternoon, Courtney. How are you? I'm doing good. This is the most pleasant surprise because I thought that Gio was coming in alone. Mm -hmm. There is a a squad of people (laughs) outside, and it is so fun. Yes. I want you all to introduce yourselves. Okay. um, I'm Jesslyn English. I'm Hussein. Good name. I'm 15, and I just started with Mr. Gio yesterday for the Youth Summer Job Training Program. And Gio, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, my name is Gerald Gio Gibson. I am a community program coordinator for the Lexington Police Department. So I do a lot of crime prevention, um, violence prevention, and intervention work here in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Mm. Now, before we get into like the nitty gritty of especially the summer program, because that is so cool. Gio, tell us a little bit about Operation Making a Change and how you got started with this organization. Well, oh, man, listen, that means I got to take you all the way back. Take me back. So, you know, Operation Making a Change started, of course, it started with me. Uh, I was the first student of OMAC. Um, Unfortunately, you know, my childhood, you know, I grew up in, you know, a lot of rough and tough conditions. Um, At home, it was a lot of violence, uh, lots of substance abuse. And I didn't really have a, a lot of strong structure growing up as a kid. Um, so I was able to kind of drift off and uh, just kind of venture off into the streets and, you know, learn some things that I wasn't supposed to be, you know, a part of. And um, as I started getting older, you know, I was introduced to drugs and, and gang life, and uh, which led to me uh, being incarcerated uh, three times. Um, the, the good thing about that is the third time being incarcerated, 
uh, I wanted to f- know what my purpose was in life. Mm. You know, I was still alive. A lot of friends were dying or getting a lot of time in prison. But yet here I am still alive after going through all the things that I went through. And so um, OMAC was a thought and a vision sitting in the cell like saying like, hey, you know, what would I be doing in the next 20 years? Or how can I take my life and, and turn it around and, and uh, help someone else not go through those same things that I've been through? And so by the grace of God, uh, I walked out of prison and, um, you know, spent the next three years uh, in 2003 to 2006 working on myself. And um, all of a sudden, you know, a, a blessing came where I was living in Racine, Wisconsin at the time. And I was hired at this school called 21st Preparatory School as a lunch monitor. Mm. And so, you know, it was it was unbelievable that these doors were just opening it for me. But I guess, you know, when you start doing good, good will come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gym teacher job led to, I mean, the, the um, lunch monitor job led to me being a gym teacher. And uh, next thing you know, you know, a lot of people just start hearing my name. All the kids gravitated to, to me. And uh, that's when I realized that this was my purpose. This is what I was supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be helping kids, doing prevention and intervention work, uh, traveling the world, just doing my testimony and, my, and how I was able to overcome uh, all the challenges and, um, that I went through. Mm. Now tell us how you found yourself here in Lexington and building this program for the kids in our community. Yeah, well, back in 2010, July 4th, I just saw the need to change my environment, to change, you know, my locations. And uh, so a couple of people that I knew from here, you know, just say, hey, man, why don't you come here? So I came here and uh, in hopes of continuing the work that I started back there. Um, but it didn't it didn't happen right away. I ended up at a gas station. Mm. working at Shell Gas Station. And, of course, I was a little uh, bothered by that, but it was a humbling experience. And so, in my mind, I was the best gas station attendant <laughs> you can never meet. Listen, if you're yeah. going to do anything, you got to be the best at what you do. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, but, you know, that, that job, you know, it, a lot of people came through the door and uh, built a lot of good relationships with people coming through that gas station door. And um, one in particular, it was I was working a third shift, and it was uh, six months into the gas station, and this police officer walks in. Uh, his name was Todd Phillips, and uh, he walks through the door, and and I said, you know what? I asked him, hey man, I want to help kids, I want to help people, I just want to help save lives, and you know he 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 stood there and listened to my story, and he's writing all this stuff down. I'm telling him all the the negatives, but all the positives mm-hmm. that I accomplished after the fact, and uh, he assured me that he would get back to me if this story checked out. Right mm-hmm. now, I didn't believe him as he walked out the door. And a week later, I get a phone call from uh, Officer Todd Phillips. He connects me to a retired police captain by the name of Greg Howard. Greg Howard introduced me, introduces me to Larry Roberts. Larry Roberts, the Lexington Fayette-Irby County government, and then a former chief of police, Mark Barnyard. And then here goes OMAC just making a great impact in, uh, in the Lexington community. So I, I, I ended up here on faith, mm. pretty much. What do you think that was from Todd? Do you think that there was like a divine intervention connection between you two or? Well, I was uh, now, you know, thinking back, yes, it was. But in mm-hmm. the beginning, me, you know, remember, I was on the other side of the fence. Right. So I was, uh, you know, hesitant of anybody in law enforcement, anybody of, of importance mm-hmm. that works with the system. And I just, you know, I just didn't believe that, you know, this was actually happening. That I'm communicating with a police officer this way. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, this police officer told me years later and I asked him, I said, man, what made you stop and just talk to me? And and he said, well, Gio, he said, before you even moved to Lexington, the years before you moved here, I had prayed for 
a person like you mm. to be able to work with and help, you know, raise these kids and, and keep these kids away from these gangs, these drugs, this, you know, incarceration, the system and just, you know, just uh, helping the community grow more. And so when he told me that, I was like, man, I'm, I'm very honored and I'm glad that I did take that gas station job because had I had I not, I wouldn't be sitting here with you today, Courtney. Mm. Now, tell me about OMAC. So who are you guys and what do you all do? So Operation Making the Change is a, again, a violence prevention uh, intervention. Of course, uh, you can throw the crime prevention intervention in that, too. And, and so what I do is I go into a lot of the uh, schools here in Fayette County, and the counselors there, uh, shout out to the Fayette County Public Schools, but they will identify the kids that are possibly leaning toward the same things that uh-huh. I was growing up as a kid. And so what I would do, I would go into the schools, uh, none of these, some of these kids have never been in any trouble. So OMAC is for good and troubled kids. It doesn't right. matter, all walks of life. But I will go in there and work with these kids for the whole school year. So I'm starting at the third grade level, fourth grade, fifth oh, wow. grade. Yes, because I, I was introduced to drugs at a very young age. We talking seven, eight, nine years old. So, you know, we Dang. have to get our kids early. Yeah, so working with those kids for the whole school year. If they're in third grade, I'll go back the next year. They're in fourth grade. Fifth grade, right. so we get to watch these watch these kids grow. Another component of OMAC is uh, years le- years ago they passed the bill, and I wanted to be a part of it. It was called Bill Stenet 200, where they were um, hoping for more alternatives for kids instead of incarceration. Because mm-hmm. in reality, you can't lock up all the problems. Right. And so I wanted to be a part of that because I understand the importance and the value of uh, of those type of programs to get another chance. And so. OMAC became a uh, after-school uh, program for kids that are going through the court system. So mm. they're court-ordered to come to me in hopes of my team and I, shout out to my team, um, we help curve these kids away from that, from the behavior and the decisions that they're making. So they come with us for 12 weeks, twice, twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 to 7. If they complete the program, they get a certificate of completion, they take it back to court. They can get off the anchor monitor. They can get off probation. I mean, they, they move on with their lives. So we've seen a lot of success stories come out of that. Unfortunately, we do lose kids to gun violence mm-hmm. and, and substance and suicide and stuff like that. So um, we're not winning the entire battle, but we are winning. Y'all are fighting. Yes. That stands yes. for something. So that's what that's what three times out the year. So 12 weeks at a time, and we take like two weeks off, and we build that list back up. And we do it again. So we're in the we're in the middle of a session now that ends late July. Then we'll start another one that will go to the end of the year. Now, two questions that kind of come from this. One, what does your team look like? Because it can't be just you. Right. You know, that's gotta be crazy. Yeah. Um, but also, what is the dream for OMAC in like five, ten years? Do you all see yourselves expanding to other communities? Are you trying to stay in Lexington? What is that looking like? Well, again, I, I have an amazing team that already have careers, and they're, uh, you know, OMAC is a nonprofit organization, so I have a board, and uh, each board member, they have their own careers already, whether it's probation, whether it's child abuse agencies, whether it's uh, law enforcement. I mean, it's amazing how how my team managed to balance their personal lives and then come and help OMAC, but that says a lot about my team, that they mm-hmm. really care about the community and they care about these kids who are in it. And so uh, the other part of the question was Where do you uh, see OMAC in five years? Okay, so uh, I've been, I dream every day. I'm a big dreamer. 
And my dream is to have this program national one day. Mm. You know, I definitely want to put it back in the Illinois area where I grew up at and in the Wisconsin area where I grew up. I just want, you know, people to be able to model this program everywhere. And, and another dream is to have the younger people uh, actually take over. You know, I didn't invent the wheel. The baton was passed to me. Uh, I'm just picking up where other great people that's been doing this work way before me uh, left off at. I want to be able to pass that baton to our younger people. So I'm glad that I have like students like Justin who's saying that 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 get involved with my program for the summer and they actually get paid to learn. But I want to teach them. Who knows in five years, ten years, you know, if it's not OMAC, they might say, hey, you know what? I want to take on, you know, a role of just helping build the community and, mm -hmm. and decreasing the violence. Mm. It's in her blood anyway. Her grandmother is a um, um, Connie Rayford. She is a very, very uh, valuable person in this community for many years. So it's already in her. Oh, we're going to get, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. We're going to get to that. It's already in her. <laughs> now that expansion and that growth, that yes. takes, a, I mean, that takes a team. Yes. So what immediate needs are you all facing right now? And how can the people who are listening might be able to, to reach out and help? Yeah. So immediate needs, what we do is to keep the program running, of course, financially, uh, we do take uh, donations and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, we feed, we try to feed the kids dinner every time they come because we could be their first and last mm -hmm. meal. And although I work for the department, you know, OMAC is definitely looking for uh, transportation where we can hire people to go pick up more kids. I believe this program should be overwhelmed right now. Mm. But the, the challenge is a lot of kids don't have means of transportation. Some don't know how to catch the bus. Parents are working different shifts, so it's hard for the parents to really get the kids where they need to go. So we want to take those. The program is free already, but we want to be able to take away some of those things that hinders kids from getting to us as uh, far as transportation, uh, probably a much bigger facility. Um, I mean, you name it, uh, volunteers, of course. Uh, people can only volunteer so much. Uh, so our goal overall in the future is be able to obtain enough finances where we can hire a full-time staff mm. to focus strictly on what OMAC needs are. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk a little bit about the summer program. What yes. is happening? You all don't understand. There are maybe nine kids in the, in the lobby of Radio Lex. It's so fun. Tell us what's happening. Yes. So I've been a part of the summer youth job training program. You know, shout out to the Lexington Fay Irby County Government and Partners for Youth. I've been a part of that now for six years. And what that does is uh, they take kids from 10th grade, 11 and 12, and they can sign up. Uh, I think they take about 300 kids where they would be getting paid $15 an hour. So they work 20 hours a week. Mm. And again, it's a summer youth job training program. So we want to teach these kids the importance of, you know, how to dress when you go into a job interview, uh, communication skills. We want to teach them uh, time management. Um, and so it's just a pleasure just to be able to have these kids uh, side by side with me. So they are like, uh, all my uh, personal uh, assistants, almost like, yeah. <laughs> but everywhere I go, they go. Oh, take, yes. Yeah, so introducing these kids to different things, taking them through, through different doors, and just, you know, it's a learning experience. Yes. Yeah. Remind me of ages. 15. 14. Okay. Are you all originally from Lexington? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I was born in Chicago. Okay. And I moved here uh, when I was about eight. Oh, Okay. Uh, do me a favor, pull this a little bit closer. Chicago's my favorite city, by the way, buddy. 
of all time. I also it's, love Chicago. It's my favorite. Is I, that like I grew up like thirty minutes from Chicago, oh, thirty five okay. minutes, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Waukegan, Illinois. Shout out. Give me a little test test. Testing. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your all's experience, not just with the summer program, but with Geo. Um, it's been good so far. I kinda like it. Like when I get older I also want to do something like that because I've grew up like in the hood basically and I've seen kids go through things like that and it didn't end well. So like I also want to help kids out. Mm. And your grandma was a part of yeah, she the was a safety officer, and she helped a lot of people, and she still is now. She owns her own um, summer camp helping kids out also. Mm. What about you? Uh, it's good seeing all the good that Mr. Gio is doing for the community, and I think that's on my list of things that I want to do in the future. So it's good to have a leader to show us what to do and, like, mentor us kind of. Mm. What's the dream, y'all? Like, if you could do one thing... What do you think that you all want to do? Um, I want to go to school for cosmetology. Like, I want to do hair and nails and stuff like that. But that doesn't work out. I also want to do, like, things that Mr. Gio do. Well, you can do both. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You <laughs> yes. can do both. You can do all things. <laughs> um, I, I think I want to go into sports. Boxing's really big in my life right now. Mm. And, yeah. Mm. So... Tell me what it's like growing up in Lexington right now, because I have a lot of cousins who live here, and I have a lot of family from super, super small towns, so they don't really get the vibe when I say, like, Lexington is a big city, but it's got, like, a small town vibe. Tell me about your all's experience growing up here. Um, so I grew up in the hood, basically. Um, it wasn't all that good but like there was some good things in and out but like mm-hmm. then once I moved to like a bigger neighborhood I got more experiences of things I should have as, as a kid but there's a lot of violence going on now these days mm. like a lot yeah I've always lived in some like good neighborhoods I've never had really much trouble uh where I live at but it's good seeing and being around different communities and getting to know what it's like Mm. uh yeah tell me about your greatest hope for our community as a whole um i just hope like all the violence stops and stuff like that so that like kids can be able to grow up and enjoy their childhood and not have to watch their backs every time they go outside Mm. i think it's good to kind of have a better place for the next generation to grow up in and kind of set the set the cycle to for like the younger people to be like Mr. Gio and help out the community and yeah. Do you all feel any kind of pressure being like the younger generation who is actively taking steps to make the difference and like set the path for people? Does that feel heavy? Um not really cuz like some kids like they feel like doing things like this might not get them in certain type of groups and stuff like that. Mm. But I feel like people should be their own self and be a leader and not do what other people want to do. I don't think there's much pressure. I know there's other people out there like us, like the OMAC team and Mr. Gio. And I think there's, we have a promising future for our community. So cool. Gio, I'm going to give you a, a little bit of wiggle room here to 
say anything that maybe we missed or like something that you want to cover and then we can go into segment two. Okay. Um, if you have like any programs coming up okay. or like stuff like that. Okay. I got some stuff coming up. Yeah, please. So, you know, a few things that's on OMAC's list right now is uh, we have uh, received some funds from One Lex. So we have taken on a violence prevention project, and it's going to be uh, a couple music videos and some PSA videos. So it's going to be geared toward, you know, decreasing violence and stuff like that, just trying to bring a little more positivity to, to our communities. Uh, we're doing, of course, we got the summer youth workers. They'll be with me for six weeks. Uh, we have the OMAC after-school program right now. So if you, you know, people are trying to get their kids signed up, uh, we have a way that you can uh, look us up and get your kids involved. We have an all-sports camp coming up. Um, Police Activities League, I don't know if you ever heard of Mm-mm. PAL before, but PAL is an international program. I'm also uh, up under the PAL's umbrella. But we have an all-sports camp coming up June the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Uh, and that's going to be uh, from first grade to, like, fourth grade kids. Uh, if you want more information with that before I get off this segment, I'll leave my information. Please. Uh, we also, on the on June the 21st, uh, we partner with Safe Kids. Um, Safe Kids does a lot of great work in the community as well, and they'll be doing an event on the 21st at Douglas Park, and OMAC will be a partner with them on that day. And, of course, you know, me, I'm always busy doing speaking engagements and stuff like that. So, I mean, if people are ever looking for speakers and stuff like that, I'm definitely uh, available for those things as well. So, Amazing. Yeah, and that's just a small... Uh, <laughs> the tiniest glimpse yeah, that's just a, of what's that's happening. that's just a little glimpse right now, yes. Okay, every episode, we go into something I like to call BGCF Fast Facts, which is where I'm going to ask y'all a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> what are you reading right now? The Bible. Um, the poster. How to win friends and influence people. That's a good one. <laughs> my, I feel like that is on every, every boy I've ever met in my entire life. Has that's like the book that they read around fifteen, yeah. sixteen. I'm like, my good for you. <laughs> what are you watching right now? The NBA Finals just just end yesterday. Denver won. Denver won. <laughs> yeah, I was rooting Are for Miami. Are you happy about that? Okay, I was rooting for Miami. Okay, we have a, have a we have a good friend that uh, was an assistant coach uh-huh. on Miami Heat, come Ron Butler. So uh, shout out to them. But Denver, Denver ended up winning. But I was definitely a, I'm a sports fanatic. Mm, mm. I'm watching a show called Baddies West. What is that? Baddies West. What What is that on? Um, it's on Zeus Network. That is my guilty pleasure. I love Zeus Network. I can't get enough. I'm watching um, Rocky. Rocky 2. Okay. Are we doing like old old Rocky or are we creeping into like Creed? Old Rocky. Okay. Yeah. Because boxing. Classics. I get it. I get Those it. classics right there. What are you listening to right now? I'm listening to more of my music. Uh, I, I'm a recording artist. You know, behind the scenes, a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up at they know, but... Um, again, we're going to be putting out some some positive music for our kids to be able to listen to without glorifying all the violence. The, Are we going to get a Divine Karama collab? Well, you know what? That would be that would be nice. You know, I thought about that. So Could if he if he hears this, you know, hey man, you, you know, you heard one Lexington. Oh man, let's, let's come get on it. now. <laughs> um, I'm listening to Rod Wave. I like a lot of his music. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, but if we're talking about music. I like my rap music, so probably like 21 Savage or Drake or 
all those. Yeah. What podcast? It's more. It's like uh, I like to read a lot of different books, and I feel like I can really get into them if I'm listening to them. So mm. it's like audio books. A lot of those. Yeah. Yep. What are you eating right now? I am trying to eat healthy. <laughs> I am trying my best, but a lot of salmon, chicken, mm. uh, veggies. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. but Still delicious, but yeah. not as glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat a lot of junk right now. Mm. Eventually, I'm going to stop. What are we talking? What's junk? Um, I like Takis, hot fries. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I'm meal prepping right now, so it's like a cycle with chicken, rice, and broccoli. It's not the best, but got to pull through. Boxing. Yeah. Got to be quick on your feet. What are you most scared of? The, the future of our kids. Mm. You know, if we don't continue to provide the necessary resources, education, and stay involved, you know, I'm afraid about, you know, what what 20 years will look like, 40 years. You know, my grandchildren, mm-hmm. what, what are they going to be faced with if we don't continue to try to curve the world into a better direction? Mm. Um, I'm scared of bugs. I don't like bugs <laughs> at all. <Mm-mm. laughs> kind of like what Mr. Gio was saying, the future of our kids, the next generation, and kind of the the burden if we don't really take action now that it'll have on them. Mm. What are you most proud of? I am proud of uh, the, what I've become, um, but more so of, of my children. Mm. They They – didn't take my path. Mm-hmm. They're all high school graduates. Some went to college. You know, my 18-year-old just graduated last week. You know, so shout, shout out to my beautiful kids and my grandkids that, you know, that are doing such an... They're doing better than their father. They're doing an amazing job. Mm, that's got to yes. feel good, right? Yes. Like, mm. Oh, yes. Um, I'm proud of the legacy that my grandmother left behind so that I'm able to take on. Mm. Will you give your grandma a shout out real quick? Gigi. Shout Go out ahead. to my granny, Connie Rayford. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably myself. Uh, I wasn't always, uh, I didn't really always hang out with the right people, and I kind of find myself on the way, and I feel like being with Mr. Gio and the OMAC team is really helping bring out the greatest of myself and the community and everything. Mm, mm, mm. Who do you look up to? Well, I'm definitely going to say God first. and uh, But pretty much I look up to those that, you know, paved the way for, for us to be in this room right now, mm-hmm. to be together, and uh, the ability to just, uh, you know, have a voice. Mm-hmm. So I, I look up to, to people that paved the way. Mm. Um, mostly I look up to my grandmother because she did a lot in this community. And then now I'm going to start looking up to Mr. Gio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at to my older brother. He's been kind of like my inspiration a lot, and he kind of like anytime I have a problem, I'll probably just go to him, and he'll just set me on the right path. Mm. What are you most looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to to doing more work. I'm always excited about this type of work that that we're doing, and I'm I'm excited about my book in the future and a documentary about my life story. So, Mm. yes. Something Uh, in the works? Yes, it is. I am, uh, I I need to get a little more involved in doing it. I have to outline, but yes, uh, I I need to write the book. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm excited about it. But Mm. I just got to get it done. It takes some time. Yes. Takes time. 
I'm looking forward to being successful and making a change in this community. Mm. I'm looking forward to the future and the, this community in the future, like like uh, Jess was talking about. And yeah. Why do you love this community? I love this community because uh, the community embraced me. Um, a, a good percentage of the community mm-hmm. embraced me, and uh, I am so grateful to the people that that support what I do and just has, you know, since I moved to Kentucky, they took me in. I feel like I built a a family here Mm -hmm. of people that really, really care about, you know, people in general. They care about me. They want to see me win because when I win, everyone with me is going to win. And when I mean win is as far as like not repeating those cycles of of, of violence and and the other stuff that I talk about in the beginning. Mm. Um, I've grew up in this community, so I know a lot of people here, basically. So it's like home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love about what I love about this community is that we've come so far. We've like we've went through a lot, and we've just come out of it a lot, always on top. Mm. Why do you love yourself? I love myself because I was given another chance in life to make things right. So I love myself for that. I love the fact that I have a lot a lot to offer other people no matter what race they are all races all faces all places i i i just want to be able to just give all of me to um i love myself because i'm not the type of person that hangs out with the wrong crowd and i don't care like if they look at me a certain type of way i'm still gonna be myself whether they like it or not i think one of my favorite things that you've said is you think that everybody should just be able to be themselves and i think that if i would have known that when i was your age it could have done a lot for yeah, I'm not me the and type people. Of person to be trying to fit in with the cool crowd, right? Like I stay to myself. Mm. Uh, I just like how far I've come as a person, and I know that deep down I'm just uh, not really always looking out for myself. I'm just more about other people in the community, and yeah. Now, before I ask my last question. I want to give you all an opportunity and you all can do this like one at a time. We can just chat about it, but I want to hear what you all are passionate about. Like what is on your hearts? What are things that you care about? It is not super often that I get kids in here. And so I'm super excited just to hear from your perspective of like, what are things that really matter to you? Um, I would say making a change, like, um, my sisters really matter to me, like, seeing them growing up, and, I, like, they get more than me, basically. So, like, I'm trying to put in their head that they shouldn't do what they see other people do. Be yourself. Mm. Uh, what really matters, I feel like, um, just, like, the next generation, the younger kids, and I'm glad that Mr. Gio is given the opportunity to go out and interact with the kids and talk about all the things that we're working with right now. Mm. Last question. What do you all have going on right now? How can people find you? How can people get in touch with you? Like give us all of the goods. So again, uh, you know, I mentioned about the all sports camps, the the after school program, uh, OMAC, of course, uh, Safe Kids. Uh, If you want to get involved with OMAC in any type of way, uh, teamomac.com is our website. Uh, we have social media pages on Instagram. That's Team OMAC or Mr. OMAC 99. Um, Facebook, Operation Making a Change. 
um, yeah, pretty much that's that's how you can find us. But uh, you know, I'm always open to new ideas too. So you know, volunteers, we definitely need more volunteers. So if people want to come by and volunteer, you know, you don't always have to have a story like mine to make a difference. Uh, we all we we need each other. Mm. Y'all, thank you so much for being here. This has been the best, definitely like top three episodes I've ever done. So I really appreciate your time. Please come back. You two and all of your friends out there, let's do something where like we can highlight you guys on like a more consistent basis. Let's figure something out. That would be so great. Okay. But I appreciate you all and we will definitely see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.